When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello and welcome back to the debrief live here on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host Edward Kay and I'm joined today by Liverpool.com's very own Matt Addison and we're coming to you following the Reds' final return to Premier League action. It's been a long wait and boy did they deliver with a 3-1 win over Aston Villa. Um, dominated the first half, you know, let Villa back into it a bit partially in the second half, but uh, a fantastic goal well taken by Stefan Bajsetic to seal the win. We'll uh, we'll start, Matt, with what that result means for Liverpool. Obviously, we desperately needed that win to start that climb back into the top four. How important was it that they got it? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think, you know, if Liverpool are going to make the top four comfortable for themselves, this uh, these sorts of games are the ones that you've got to, to go and weather a bit of a storm sometimes. And I think they did that pretty well in the, the second half. I'm sure we'll come on to the substitutions and, and the sort of things that, that happened within the game that, that meant that that was the case. But yeah, it was, was really promising. I think that there was a number of performances individually that were a lot better than what we've seen. I think for the most part, Fabinho and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dijk as well, I think. Probably the, the three of those were, were the three really that really underperformed in the first portion of the season. I think all of them were were miles off, particularly Trent and, and Fabinho. And you know, to, to see all of those three perform better was was really good. And I really do think, you know, it's it, it's a really tough place to go. If Darwin Nunez had finished a couple of those chances in the first half, Liverpool could have been absolutely away and and would have won the game by half time. Obviously, didn't take those opportunities, had a little bit of a scare at the, the start of, of that second half, but Generally speaking, I think to, to go and, and score three goals and play as well as what they have done, obviously a couple of years ago, we'd have just expected this to be the case for Liverpool, but it just hasn't been hasn't been like that this season. This was the kind of reasonably routine to, to a certain degree. Obviously, you know, there's always going to be chances that Aston Villa get when they're at home. I think they've got enough quality and you know the, the new manager bounce and, and all the rest of it. It was always going to be a tricky game. Liverpool had to, to go there and, and win it. And I really think that this was the, the hardest, really, of, of the Christmas fixtures. I know Leicester are obviously a decent team. They've been heavily beaten to, today already. That's coming up next for Liverpool. That's at home as well on Friday. Brentford away isn't going to be easy as well. But I always thought that Villa away would be the, the trickiest of those three matches. And for them to have performed really well and obviously got the three points, I think it's a really, really good start and, and really promising, really, for the second half of this season. Yeah, certainly the start everyone wanted to see in the uh, the late Christmas present that every Liverpool fan was wanting. But you mentioned there a few, well, more than a few misses from Darwin Nunes tonight. It was sort of his typical, you know, enigmatic performance. There was that leave for Salah early on that caused the collision between Mings and his keeper. There was the volley when it's dropped from about 100 feet in the air first time. Do you think it's it's a matter of time before he gets more clinical and starts converting these chances? Because... You know, in watched analysing Anfield earlier this week on the channel and they were saying about how last last year he was he was one of the most clinical strikers in Europe and obviously he's still bedding in at Liverpool and that's very much not the case. But do you think it is just a matter of time before he, he finds his, his finishing boots or is there cause for concern there? 
It's really strange, isn't it? I think, you know, with a, a performance like today, it would be easy to, to focus on the missed chances. And obviously, when you spend what could be a, a record fee for, for Liverpool, if all the add-ons are, are met, he is going to have to start taking those chances at some point. But it, it's not like he's, you know, not scored. Or I saw a couple of sort of comparisons to Peter Crouch in the sense of, you know, he might get one and then suddenly he starts to, to get a bucket full. But, you know, he has scored a, an all right number of goals, I think, you know, sort of one in two-ish so far this season, which you think you know, he's, he's getting a bit of criticism and the Aston Villa fans were on his back and I can understand why people get frustrated with him. But you know, at the same time, it's it's not a bad starting point to come from. He's getting in the right positions. He's kind of doing the right things up to a certain point. And like you say, the, the number of, of goals and, and the sort of clinical nature of, of his game at Benfica, you'd think that you know if, if he does get one, possibly that there is... There is that ceiling and, and there is that player in there. So it'd be really interesting, I think, to, to see if he does get a goal and, and can kind of kick on from that and, and use that momentum. I think we, we kind of saw that a little bit just before the, the World Cup break. Maybe that's been disrupted a little bit. But at the same time, he was man of the match on, on Amazon and I can kind of see why that was the case. You know, he was involved in, in lots of things. There was still a few stupid moments. I mean, there were so many times where he was clearly three or four yards offside and, and didn't seem to realise it. Things like that, I think you can be frustrated with. But at the same time, you know, the, the third goal comes when Aston Villa fans are jeering him and, and laughing at him because he's almost put the ball out of play. Keeps it in, does well to, to feed Stefan Bicetic. Obviously, he does most of, of the difficult work for, for that. But just things like that, little moments like that, I think, you know, it's not a goal. It's not, you know, a moment that's going to be clipped up and, and put on Twitter, like some of the uh, the reverse things of, of him missing and, and things like that are. But yeah, honestly, I think it was was an all right performance from him. I'm, I'm not worried about him, put it that way. I think there's there's a lot to be there still unlocked. But, you know, at the same time, like I say, he's, he's kind of at a, a higher point, I think, in his Liverpool career than a lot of people will give him credit for. And if he can kick on, Liverpool are going to have you know one of the, the best players around because the chances he gets and the chaos that he causes and all the, the all, all all the things that he does on a football pitch make you think that surely at some point sooner rather than later those are going to go in and you know even if he misses three or four but scores one every game that's still going to be a, a pretty decent sort of strike rate so yeah lots more to come from him but I, I'm not as worried or concerned or you know laughing at him or whatever it might be. There's, there's been lots of, of different reactions, but I do I do really think he will come good. And, and hopefully hopefully that can be the case sooner rather than later and we're not sort of kept waiting much longer for, for that to happen. Yeah, I think one thing that's for sure not going to change is obviously he's, he keeps getting in the good positions and he is definitely a chance magnet. But Liverpool, obviously not the only side with chances throughout the game. Even though we were the better team in that first half, Villa still had plenty of chances and especially in the second half, Liverpool's defence, do you think they were showing signs of not having played together for a little while? I'm not sure what it was really, to be honest. I think sort of the first 15, 20 minutes of, of that first half, there was just a few more gaps and a few more spaces. I think it's it's probably one of those that does happen, you know, to, to Liverpool, even over the last two or three seasons, that's probably been the case. It's just that they've gone on and, and won the game fairly comfortably or they've scored in the right moments or they've been, you know, enough goals ahead that it just doesn't really doesn't really matter and, and you don't really notice it. So, again, I'm not massively worried by that. I do think there was, you know, a couple of really, really brilliant substitutions from Jurgen Klopp. I think you could kind of see that Liverpool's midfield wasn't particularly sort of getting hold of the ball and doing what it was was needing to do. Obviously, brings on Harvey Elliott and, and Naby Keita and um, takes off Thiago and, and Oxlade-Chamberlain, who I thought were, were two decent performers. Actually, Oxlade-Chamberlain did a, a lot better than 
probably uh, a lot of people might have been expecting him to. But I think that the substitutions really changed it. Obviously, Bicetic scores almost as soon as he's come on as well. But particularly that double change with Elliot and Cater coming on, it was just the perfect moment really for, for them to, to be introduced. And, you know, you've got to, to have the options available to, to use those substitutions and, and show those little moments of, of genius. But Jurgen Klopp got it right. He, he didn't have loads of, of choices on the bench, I think. The, the lack of, of depth at the moment with the injuries that Liverpool have got isn't ideal. But uh, yeah, to, to make those changes, switch the game, really killed the momentum from Aston Villa. And, and from that point, Liverpool were, were reasonably comfortable again. Certainly, obviously, once they, they went 3-1 ahead. So yeah, I, I think it, it's hard to put your finger on it. They they just didn't really start particularly well. I think that the first half was, was much more like the Liverpool midfield of last season was halfway sort of thinking, you know, possibly is, is this it now? If they, they switch, can they do this for, for a full game and, and just really lock down that midfield? That would have been the, the perfect thing to see. Obviously, Thiago Fabinho and Henderson was the, the first choice three last season, which we saw them do that. Not really seen it so far this season, but, you know, th- there were a few gaps, there were a few opportunities, but I still think for, for the three of those collectively and certainly for Fabinho individually, that was probably the best we've seen them so far this season. So again, you know, it's, it's not a bad starting point to try and improve upon the post game podcast on the blood red channel another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and on to Mohamed Salah now. Obviously, raring to go after missing out on the World Cup and not being in action properly for quite some time. How important do you think it is that Liverpool, you know, he, did, he didn't have his, his most thrilling night tonight, but... He managed to get that goal and how important is it for Liverpool that he manages to just keep it ticking and, and keep getting the goals in? Yeah, it's it's massively important for him. I think that the rest, he was one that you kind of looked at and thought would, would benefit most from that. He doesn't miss many matches. I'm sure he'll play pretty much every game for, for Liverpool until the end of the season. So the fact that he's had this opportunity to, to have a bit of a, a relax and, and a refresh, I think that's that's no bad thing. I think we will see you know that sharpness continue. And I was a little bit sort of underwhelmed shall we say on, on Thursday with him he didn't really touch the ball too much against Manchester City but this was kind of the, the real proper version of, of Mohamed Salah again and we were seeing him in dangerous areas I think he linked quite well with Henderson and Trent which sort of that sort of triangle that we saw last season was was something that Liverpool again haven't really had so far this season so yeah it, again it's it's early days we can't really judge it too much off this but he was in the right place for the goal took that well few other moments as well that seem to, to be always three players around him as there always is but I think you know as long as Darwin Nunez and, and Mohamed Salah are sort of together and, and not miles apart as they have been up to, to this point at certain times in the season I think you know, Liverpool will be there or thereabouts I'm fairly confident I have to say about getting into the top four and I think Mohamed Salah is, is a large part of that you, you you know with him that you've got those guaranteed goals and you just want one or two of the chances that fall to Darwin Nunez to fall to him because if that was the case, then Liverpool would have won pretty pretty easily today. Yeah, Salah managing to grab that all-important opener and uh, that was followed up, obviously, by Virgil van Dijk with a pretty decent strike on his weak foot. Obviously, I think the goal is still his for now. We'll see what the dubious goals panel have to say about it. But 
how good was it to see you know the big man back at the heart of the Liverpool defence after what was a decent World Cup from him going out to the eventual winners? Yeah, I think he, he did as much as he could at the World Cup. I'm sure you know he would have wanted to go have gone further. Obviously, his first major international tournament and, and all of that sort of thing, but. It was one of those where he went out and it obviously wasn't his fault. There wasn't really much more he could do. It, it wasn't like there was going to be, you know, a hangover from that. I think it'll just sort of, again, have, have helped him refresh. He's, he's got that out of the way. I do wonder with him for the first few matches of, of this season. I, I know he'd never admit it and it's impossible to, to tell, but I do wonder if possibly the World Cup was in the back of his mind. The fact that it was his first tournament, you think maybe is he kind of playing in, in, inside of himself for, for a little bit of, of the start of, of this season. But I don't know, maybe that's unfair on him, but certainly his, his performance at the start of, of this season wasn't perfect. He was a lot better today, I think, than probably most games, if not all games that we've seen from him, seem to, to kind of be commanding and, and dominating and, and that kind of thing, which, again, you know, it, it's one of those similar to Fabinho and, and Trent and all the others. It's kind of a normal thing from them. It, it shouldn't be something that we, we have to, to talk about. It should have just been the case all the way through this season. But yeah, a big boost to, to see him, obviously, at both ends having a, a bit of an impact. So yeah, fingers crossed again, that can uh, can work in his favour. And uh, yeah, I, I think for, for him and Matt today, again, similar to the midfield, there were a couple of opportunities that Villa got, but you know, that, that's going to be the case. If, if you're playing away from home at Villa Park, you kind of expect that to be the case. And I think they dealt pretty well with, with what happened in the game. Villa didn't cause them too many problems. Ollie Watkins had a couple of moments, but, but nothing more than that, really. So, yeah, fairly happy with that. And I'm sure he can uh, can kick on and, and get back to his previous levels. Yeah, I think it was just a, a glimpse of those previous levels tonight. Obviously, it was a pretty dominant performance from him at the back alongside his longtime partner, Joel Matip. But you mentioned uh, a few of the substitutes already. Um, I'm going to bring you on to Stefan Bicetic. A pretty unbelievable cameo from him. We usually find ourselves talking about his composure in the centre of the park, which he again showed tonight but how about that for composure in front of goal yeah 18 years of age i mean it's just incredible isn't it that it's a brilliant moment and again you know like you say he's been been so composed i think if you had to sum it up in in one word that would be the uh the word really wouldn't it it's just so cool and, and calm and you know to, to take that ball go around the goalkeeper and then lift one into the the, the back of the net is is really really impressive from him i think I think we're going to have to, to get used to, to seeing him playing for Liverpool. I think he's going to have a, a pretty big part to, to play over the next few weeks in particular. I think you'd look at the FA Cup tie against Wolves, for example, in a couple of weeks' time. I think, you know, I'd be surprised if he didn't start in that one. There's there's going to be other moments as well, though. I mean, you know, he's, he's trusted. Obviously, Ben Doak trusted as well. Liverpool don't have loads and loads of options. We don't know what they're going to do in January yet, but yeah, they've, they've got a real gem in there. I think he was was really good, obviously, with the, the goal. But like you say, further back as well, he's, he's the kind of player that you'd look at and think, you know, in a game where Liverpool have maybe lost a little bit of the control and, and Villa are coming back into it. You know, if that happens again in future, obviously you've got Keita, you've got Elliot, you've got a couple of other options, but he's another one that you can just trust him really to, to just put his foot on the ball. Don't give it away. Don't do anything silly. I don't think it was the, the best sort of um, introduction to him, if you like, on, on Thursday against Manchester City. I don't think we, we kind of saw the, the true version of, of what he can bring. But, you know, against the lesser sides, you know, lesser than Manchester City, so basically anyone. You know, I think he's, he's going to be a real asset to, to Liverpool for, for, for the next few months, the, the rest of this season and, and beyond. I think you know, there's there's a really, really good player in there. And 
he's not going to be the solution to, to Liverpool's midfield troubles. They still need to, to go out and, and get another one in January, but he can have a real big role to play. And yeah, it was a great moment for him. I'm sure you know we'll uh, see plenty of replays of that goal in, in future years. Yeah, great moment. A first Premier League goal for him, and it was a first Premier League appearance for Ben Doak. What a moment again for the youngster, Matt, in what is becoming something of a, a breakout year for him, isn't it? Yeah, again, a, a brilliant player, young, confident, doesn't have any fear. And I think we, we saw that the one sort of thing he did in the game was take on Luca Dean and, and go past him like he wasn't there. So I think that's just, again, his game summed up really in, in one moment. You think of, of Ben Doak, what does he do? Well, he gets the ball, gets his head down and just runs at you. And I think, you know, I'd like to think that as he gets a bit older, that won't be something that's kind of coached out of him or it won't be something that he stops doing. I think Liverpool do lack that a little bit. We've seen in the past with Sadio Mane, he'll just get the ball, stop and then go at you and, and beat you and, and just have far too much pace and physicality. And I think I'm not comparing the two players, obviously, but I think, you know, Ben Dope has, has kind of got that, which you know, maybe Luis Diaz has it, but probably not many other players has it with the, the kind of, you know, the, the ability to just, dribble and, and go at someone and, and just have that speed and, and the confidence really to, to just be so direct on the ball and again he's another one that you think very very young but over the next few weeks I don't think it'll be from the start even you know in the FA Cup I'd be surprised if he was a starter for that game but I think we are going to have to get used to seeing him as well I think there'll be you know a good few cameos off the bench I think you know in a game like you know an Aston Villa where they're having to chase there's bits of space in behind there's you know abilities to to, to kind of get into to those positions I think you know, he's one of those players that is just going to excite people you can give him the ball and he can take the ball up the pitch a, a little bit almost like what we saw from uh, Adama Traore earlier in the day for, for Wolves against Everton you, you just give him the ball and he just drives and he might not sort of come up with something at the end of it that might have to come you know a year or two down the line but the very least he gets you up the pitch he drags you away from the uh the, the danger areas and, and puts the ball into to the opposition penalty area so yeah really really promising from him i've loved watching him for, for the academy this season and i'm sure you know he's got a big future ahead of him but i've seen a, a couple of comments already saying drop nunez and, and put him in there that is not going to happen but uh, i do think we will see a good few minutes of him over the next few weeks yeah, Doak sadly not managing to get that goal today that would have made him Liverpool's youngest ever goal scorer in the league. Um, but the future certainly looks bright for him. Hopefully the immediate future is bright for Liverpool, Matt. But that is all we've got time for today on the debrief. So for now, from myself and from Matt Addison, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.